Welcome back to the Comic Shop Drop. My name's Toby Shaver. I'm here with my brother Dave. What's up, Shavy D? How you doing tonight, Toby? Doing great. This is the weekly show where we talk about the new comic releases that we're excited about and just kind of shoot the shit about comics culture in general. So if you listened last week, you heard us break down the first four episodes of WandaVision and kind of go deep on on the first chunk and, and how we were a little uh, iffy about it at the beginning, but it's starting to turn around. As we're, reco- we're recording this, we've watched episode five now, and uh, I'm still liking it. What, what did you think? We haven't talked about it yet, Shavy D, but... But what'd you think about number five? Yeah, they, uh, I, I, it, I was starting to worry about her, about Wanda, as far as the character was just so in that awful, cheesy uh, sitcom mode that it was almost getting... Right, we'd only of, seen one little flash of the real Wanda. Right, so, you know, some things in this one, you know, both inside and outside the reality were very, I, I, I really like the directions they're taking it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was you? interesting to see, you know, that, and now that we've heard a little bit from what they're starting to figure out that, you know, she kind of, you know, basically took visions corpse, you know, out of sword and, and, and reanimated it. But, you know, whatever she's done, Vision is clearly self-aware and, like, starting to realize that, you know, he's part of this illusion now. And I wasn't really expecting that. I thought of all the characters that would just kind of go along with the whole thing, it would be Vision. Because I thought he was kind of, you know, like, completely created by her, basically, as opposed to the other characters that are kind of hostages at this point. Yeah, I, I like, well, first of all, the whole thing near the end where they raised up on each other and kind of were like confrontational. That was cool. Yeah. That was very the, cool. Uh, you know, because, I mean, in the whole uh, MCU, those are two very powerful entities. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, them going to toe-to-toe would, would, you know, that would bring some destruction. But anyway, to come back to your point, yeah, it's interesting because I like the fact that, you know, at one point in the episode, he makes the comment that he doesn't remember any of his past. Well, obviously, he has the awareness that he is Vision, you know, so there is a, you know, if he doesn't remember his past, he at least understands his past to the point of, you know, I think. Not in so many words, but I believe my understanding is is that he feels they've agreed to live this life as two former Avengers that are kind of hiding in the suburbs. And, you know, he's not seeing it as if they're on TV, obviously, because, you know, we, we as the viewers are and then, the you know, the people in the outside camp you know, are seeing it through the signal that they're able to... Right. That's what made him suspicious was when, you know, it's all of a sudden, you know, like the Catherine Hahn character kind of broke character a little bit and, you know, wanted to do another take of that or whatever. So, 
Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I just wasn't expecting him to be aware of anything. I don't know that, you know, I mean, I like that. I like where you're going with that. I don't know necessarily that he even has recollection of of being an Avenger or anything like that. Maybe she only, you know, basically somehow kept who he is, but, you know, his only memories are just since he's been there. So maybe he has no memory of their past or no, I don't know. It's interesting to see where they'll go with it, but it's very cool to see him being self-aware and kind of, you know, confrontational with her. Right, for sure. Well, and because he's because and that's what I like about it, because, yes, I think that you make a point because there is a distinction between understanding that he is whatever he is as vision. You know what I'm saying is, you know, as a synthetic creation, he he understands that that's what he is. And then he disguises himself as a normal man to interact yeah. with the people around him, like, you know, when he throws up the pillow, you know, or whatever. Um, but having said that, that doesn't mean, you know, because obviously the whole point is to save him the, the, the memory of having been killed, you know, I mean, so maybe she can't, you know, maybe she, she can't allow the memory of being an Avenger to come up because why would, you know, eventually the question would be, why did they stop? I mean, obviously they, maybe they stopped for their love and the, the idea of establishing a family, but again, there's so many questions. So um it's a great way to to deal with it though in the show because it's it's you know you can't have a slave can never love you you know a so a you know a constructed thing in your mind that that you bring to life can never love you so like i'm sure that's you know, he has to exist outside of control or, you know, she wouldn't be getting, you know, what she's looking for, what she wants as like the family part of it. And plus as a story device, you know, that's a place she could potentially go to, you know, the more he resists, the more then she maybe says, Hey, I wanted to make this about love and free will, but you know, I've been hurt. I don't want to be hurt anymore. You know, you're mine and you're going to behave yourself. So like, yeah. you know, there, there's darker places she could go with it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like the fact that there is a tension and he is, uh, you know, because of who he is as a, you know, as a creation, you know, he could, you know, they could go to blows and it wouldn't be completely one-sided. Right. So that, would, right. That, that that's a, that's an interesting tension to have, but uh, yeah. Well, and I love seeing like the real kind of slow unraveling too, because like as she starts to, you know, care less about like concealing, you know, the abilities and stuff like that. I mean, it's starting to become where yeah. she's just kind of letting it out there. And I I also love the the nod, like you know, when Monica Rambo's like, you know, oh yeah, she actually. You know, she actually could have taken Thanos out at one point if he hadn't, you know, called down the thunder or whatever. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Because, you yeah. know, they, they need to, like, reestablish for people who maybe aren't, you know, fully aware that, 
you know, Wanda is super powerful. She's, you know, arguably the most, you know, powerful of the Avengers. Well, and I think that they did a good job without being heavy-handed um, in this episode establishing that. Because not only does, does she early in the episode lay that down that line about uh, Thanos, but um, they dance around the, her name. Like, they never say Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then um, they specifically, you know, figure out later in the episode the fact that she's no longer creating illusions she's warping reality it's it actually reminds me of that episode of you know uh uh epilogue from the justice league unlimited cartoon series yeah where with uh ace where batman's got to go and yeah uh oh it's my, probably my favorite standalone cartoon episode in any oh so uh, great so great oh so well bruce it's bruce tim's like swat let you know well, it's his Goodbye it's his most to, significant. I mean, he's still active, but I'm just saying that's just like if if we're to believe any of that is canon, that's like his most significant, like just last little thing that he left behind. Like, oh, here's yeah. a would, here's just some magnum awesome opus stuff that you proper? can yeah you can add to the like the mythos there at the end. Here's some super cool yeah. future stuff. You know, I loved it. But uh, oh yeah, um, I um, love I loved Wanda. You know, coming out. I wasn't expecting at this point, like for her to step out of the bubble and confront everybody and be like, you know, back the. Fuck it off. saved her in this show for me. It yeah. saved her because I, I, I never cared for uh, the one with her sisters in it, and there were so many things that like, I just really was kind of irritated by how they were having her portray her character really in these first, you know, four episodes. But yeah, when she came out and confronted the, the, the military or the, you know, sword, um, and, um, there was one other part and now I'm drawing a blank. Unfortunately. Well, I love the, um, um of, of all the cheesy, you know, TV stuff. The best thing they've done before is, you know, Lagos paper towel, you know, for, yeah. for, when, for when you make a mess that you just can't clean up or whatever they say. <laughs> that was uh, perfect. Do- oh, man, they've done such a good job. The, the commercials have been great. The uh, uh, But, yeah, the I, I don't know. I forget now where I was going with that exactly. But, the um, but yeah, there was, um, you know, the kid that, that's, the stuff with the sons was weird um, for me. Like not only the growth spurts, but like the, um, you know, the whole scene with the dog and bringing it back. And you know, I, I, I mean, I get get the point maybe in them, but I just they were, I, I don't know, they felt a little weird. But, um, but I just loved <clears throat> the ending. Uh, yeah. When uh, when Pietra. Pietro uh, yeah. comes back as the as the, and he was my probably my favorite of the newer generation of X Men in the 20th Century Fox movies. So, yeah. like if if he can now be, you know, if he's like one of the first entries of the mutants into this universe, then I am down because ultimately 
that was the other thing that, you know, was somewhat fanboy service, but also maybe laying the groundwork for eventual like revelation was they talked about the fact that when she was in Markovia and uh, was it Markovia or am I confusing that with uh, Young Justice? Uh, um, what was the country they're, they're uh, from in this one? Um, it's not. It, I, it's it's uh, Waco. Uh, um, something else, right? Yeah, no, no, it's um, is it Wachovia? Wachovia, Wachovia, Wachovia. I think it's yeah, Wachovia. But now uh, that I, now I, that doesn't feel right, I, my brain. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. And now after the show, I'll have to look it up. So we'll we'll have to we'll have to let people know next week. It, Speaking of which, real quick. Oh, Sokovia. It's yeah. Sokovia. Sokovia, right? It's Jacovia. Sokovia. I don't know. With an S, yeah, I think but, so. I think we were. Well, I, now I'm. Uh, I think we were throwing uh, uh, Wakanda in there. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, my point is, is that uh, in the, you know, when they were doing the brief on uh, on her on Wanda, they uh, were mentioning, you know, her backstory and the fact that you know during her time. Um, after the loss of her parents, they had been manipulated by Hydra, and um, she had um, been dealing with the Mind Stone, and it had, you know, that's what had given her her powers and altered, you know, her, you know, whatever. Well, obviously now, with the fact that the, the mutants are officially coming into the MCU, down the road, uh, an eventual introduction of Magneto with, you know, the revelation that that's her, you know, his kids, um, Wanda and Pietro, um, you know, just gives such more gravitas even to, you know, what what a cosmic force the, cos- the Scarlet Witch, you know, really can be. So, uh, so you know, I'm obviously reading a, a, a lot into that final scene, but boy... It just speaks to, and again, even if that doesn't go that route, the potential now of having uh, the X-Men and Fantastic Four in the MCU has just got me so excited. Because, you know, they've already handled the very well-known, you know, I won't even call them the <coughs> listers I know that they've tried to sell it that way, but really Iron Man, Captain America, things like that, they were, they were just minor A's, you know, but... um. You know, the stuff that I've been seeing with, like, Moon Knight and some of this other stuff, you know, there's a there's great potential. You know, that's when they're going to really potentially succeed at the at, at, at going deeper into the, you know, to the wealth of characters that that is the Marvel Universe. But uh, but let's be honest. I mean, you know, obviously Sony doesn't want to part with Spider-Man, who is the ultimate Marvel, but but. You know, right after that, you you know you gotta start talking Fantastic Four and then the X Men. So yeah, the 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 potential of what's coming down the pipe is just amazing. Do you so. think that the Fantastic Four has, you know, now obviously you know for the the fanboy of a certain age like myself and and you. 
you know, it's it's a done deal. You know, we we want that to happen. A huge thing as part of the MCU. But do you think that the younger generation really cares about them because they've been done so poorly in the movies that we have had? And I don't think that the young kids are reading the comics like they used to. So, you know, does the, you know, 13 to 21 year old of today give a shit about the Fantastic Four? Well, I think that right now, you know, kids of that age or younger people of that age, um, I just don't think they know much. And like you said, there's there's a those particular movies have not been done particularly well, uh, you know, the previous incarnations. Um, but what I like moving forward is not only are these great characters and in the larger, you know, mythos of uh, the Marvel Universe, you know, they're so interconnected and intertied with some of the greatest characters and stories. But what I love is that I think they will really connect with the 13 to 21 crowd, let's say, um, you know, for, for very specific reasons. I mean, you know, the, the human torch with the kind of hot headed, you know, putting up a front to, you know, kind of hide other things, but like a really talented guy. But then you like the Ben Grimm is, you know, you know, once he's the thing, you know, he's no longer, his humanity is gone. I mean, it's, it's sealed in rock. I mean, the, you know, those, the stories that can be done with that with some real feeling, but not in a cheesy way now because the CGI will be so amazing or however they're going to do it exactly. But then, you know, the, uh, Sue and Reed Richards story is truly these amazingly intelligent and, and successful and, and, and powerful equals in like academia really before um, the accident. And then ultimately, you know, obviously he's still got the great, you know, the, the smarts and then the, uh, you know, Mr. Fantastic stuff. But, you know, she ultimately becomes the most powerful of all four of them. So she is all these things that, that, that represent this uh, amazing empowerment for women, but not done in any kind of the, you know, cheesy formulaic ways that a lot of, you know, these newer movies, you know, fall yeah. into those type of traps. And then, like I, you know, I kind of alluded to, you know, eventually you, you branch off into all these other stories where not only do, does like a She-Hulk, you know, sub in for, for I think like a, a, a Human Torch at, at times um but then like when you want to introduce like a namor you know he had a, he love at first sight with sue and you know was willing to you know i mean he's he's like a a bad an actual badass version of aquaman i mean now the newer aquaman is obviously you know a little more of a badass but like you know namor is you know was definitely willing to you know move mountains um to get at her and uh it's more of a more of a know, so anyway so man. all i'm saying <laughs> yeah. So the uh uh so the potential to connect, you know, with with you know, I think that the younger group of 
you know, young people just, they want, like, acknowledgement of, of struggles and, and, like, reality and some truth. Well, if you believe some of the casting rumors, you know, if if they're going to put Krasinski and Emily Blunt in there, that solves that problem because 14-year-olds may not know who the Fantastic Four are, but they definitely know who Jim from The Office is somehow. I don't know how 14-year-olds in, you know, 2021, you know, seem to be as big on the office as, as, you know, we were when it was out, but they know about that. Yeah, I, uh, I hope, I mean, you know, I I don't know. I'm, I enjoyed him in that character. I haven't really seen, I've seen him in a few things, um, but, uh, you know, I've really liked her, especially her in, in, you know, singing parts. You know, she's a very talented woman. Um, and, and you know, her acting is, is, is great as well. But I, I worry a little bit now at this point because it's been built up so much for so long with the potential of them getting those roles that if they're not gangbusters, it's... There's a trap there. There's a trap. There's a potential trap there. But anyway, before we move on completely uh, from that, I, I did want to circle back to WandaVision. And, uh, you know, first of all, Agent Wooth, just thank you for being you. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jimmy Woo. But Monica Rambo, man, I- I'm. Uh, not only am I just loving the character and loving the actress, but the I'm wondering if that was like some foreshadowing the her x-ray, you know how it like opened up with the whole well for two parts to that scene that are important. First of all, I like the fact that she conveyed that it hurt her when she was in that kind of hypnotized state and then eventually with uh, the other character that we can talk about if you if you want to, but the uh, so that's now a, a thing where, you know, Wanda's actions are, there is a, a negative effect to them, to these people. So that is a now right. a consideration. And now she's aware forward. of it. Right, so, right, yeah. correct. She's been made aware of it, so now if she keeps going, she's being an asshole. Completely you self-serving know, bitch. It. Right, correct. Yes. So, but in that opening scene, when, when we're first finding out that, you know, Monica Rambo had experienced some pain, when uh, she says, can I go? And she says, hang on if that, after these come back. And she comes back with the x-rays. And they're like just, uh, there's no image. It's just like white light. Um, Remember how I told you, like she is the original Captain Marvel. Like in the, right. in the comic books. So like, is that... You know, is she pure energy already? Like, is she already Captain Marvel? And, like, she's just holding this image or whatever? Or, you know, again, Marvel's so good at their misdirection. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know. Or is it, uh, you know, just a simple mishap with the x-ray machine? <laughs> but either way. Anyway, it's a, yes, another step forward with the show. Um 
I think the most important thing that I took from it was just that uh, they kind of cleaned up Wanda a little bit. You know, she's now there's a distinction between the real Wanda and the and the TV. You know, the WandaVision Wanda, um, which I like, and then uh, Vision kind of escaping from the the. Uh, the illusion of it, if you will. Um, Cause again, we, we've kind of established that I don't think he's being controlled at all, but you know, now that the, the, uh, he's kind of seeing behind the veil and figuring it out. Um, I like it. I just, you know, because even, you know, the people we love and the people that we, who we genuinely have their back, you know, they have to be allowed to make some mistakes and do some stupid shit. And, you know, as long as once they see that, they're willing to be corrected and redeemed, you know. Uh, so anyway, so there's just a lot of potential for, you know, where vision can, you know, the the, the ebb and flow of of. of Wanda and Vision and, and how they're going to handle this is it's going to be interesting. Plus, right, they're right. They're painting Wanda to be the villain, but you know, was the dad in Pet Cemetery really a villain? You know, he was just a grieving dad who you know wanted his kid back. You know, that's all Wanda wants. She just wants her she wants her, her man back. Right, she wants her yeah. vision. Exactly. Uh, well, man happens to be a dangerous weapon, but uh, well, and and, you know. and I'll be honest with you, that was one of my favorite, like, just kind of chuckle to myself parts was when they again were showing her uh, at the briefing, and uh, she was carrying Vision, like when she had broken in and stolen the body, and like on the on yeah. the you know the file footage. You know, she was basically kind yeah. of almost like swinging him like on, in her <laughs> arm on the one side. You know, oh, take my husband. Take my, take my vision home. Get him uh, home. So. Well, it's getting good. Yep, so. for sure. So, uh, Did you have any other um, uh, news? Well, I was going to say you... another, you know, casting news on, on the other side of the world, uh, DC television. Um I'm sure you've seen they've cast um, Barbara Gordon in Titans as well as Tim Drake for Titans. So, uh, you know, I mean, we've had our conversations about Titans and, you know, I'm hoping for a good season three. But I got to say, it feels like they just want it so bad to be a Batman show, even though it's not, you know. I hate that show. (coughs) I know you do. Excuse me. Yeah, who yeah, who did so they I, cast? I'm still, I, I'm still in for it, but uh, <clears throat> um, they cast an actress named Savannah Welch for um, Barbara Gordon, who I'm not familiar with, and they cast uh, kind of a newcomer, Jay Lisergo, for Tim Drake. Um, he's actually in the um, Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Um, but I think just in a, you know, an unrelated side role. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm just yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't know why they're throwing so many characters into the show when they haven't you know really developed the ones that they already have. But it's it's 
awful. It's it's absolutely awful. I, 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 I the desperation of wanting to do the Red Hood is basically they forced the hand and made you know it wasn't sorry. <coughs> You'll have to get rid of that. <clears throat> but I should be good for the rest of it now. <clears throat> so they absolutely, you know, and I love the Red Hood, but the problem is is that they didn't do involve the Joker or Raj Al Ghul. So like the fact that they made you know Slade Wilson the Terminator be the guy that basically, you know, mind screwed him to I Well, mean, I don't know though, because there's a rumor now that they've they've cast the Joker as well. It just hasn't been announced yet. So I think that I'm, I'm out. Have... I, I won't even watch it. <laughs> and it's so it ang- it angers me because you know that my probably next to Batman, my favorite character in the entire universe is Dick Grayson. And they have just I mean, they just they spat on the legend that is Dick Grayson. And <laughs> Now they're they're systematically screwing over the rest of the Bat family. And now don't get me wrong, I, I genuinely think like every actor and actress in that show, I like and would like to see them in other things. But it is the castings alone have been god awful. I mean that Starfire. Yeah, the is casting is not great. Just, I think you and I just have different issues with it because my issues i mean i'm a lot more forgiving of you know a swing and a miss because you know as we've discussed many times i mean there's going to be lots of versions of these things and obviously i wanted titans to be a much better show being you know one of my favorites from from way back but uh it my issue isn't yet that it's so bad because I think that they do have a chance to turn it around. My issue with it is that it's not like they're trying to make it into like some kind of bat family show, even though that's not what it's supposed to be. So like, I mean, Tim Drake's not really a Titans character. I mean, red hood is not really a Titans character. You know, and neither is Batman. Batman was not really, you know, that involved with, you know, any of these storylines in in the Titans comics. So I, I don't no, know a, why a simple like I feel like they're trying young to man coming of age and wanting to come out from under his father, guardian, whatever you want to say. That is the impetus of Dick Grayson moving out from under Batman's shadow. That's the only part that Batman needed to flip and play in any kind of Titan series. And instead... <laughs> they had to make it a PTSD issue. <laughs> I mean, the casting of that boner as Batman is, is an atrocity. That actor is awful. <laughs> I mean, he I hated him in Game of Thrones. I just, oh my god. I can't believe it. I can't yeah, believe I never watched Game of Thrones. that they cast him as Bruce Flippin' Wayne. Oh, it's... Yeah. Oh, that alone should have had them off the air. 
But the fact yeah, that like they did a I mean, be- how they, they hit- did a better job with um casting Bruce Wayne in CW Batwoman cuz he's not actually on it but they have like a um you know basically uh hush um character uh and he gets like facial you know basically they make him to look like who Bruce Wayne is in that world their casting of him was better than fucking Ian Glenn he's awful absolutely yeah. terrible awful beyond forgiveness i mean it's 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 really that bad um i'm still going to watch it though well, you can you can go ahead i mean they you know I can't help it, man. It's a tight show. We have to do another show sometime. Believe me, I feel abused. We have to do another show sometime where we really break this thing down because I'm, I really could go on and on. I mean, because what I want, would want people to understand in my disgust of this show is just how much I love and value each and one, each and every one of those characters and how specifically they have spat upon the legacy of those characters in some way. Every single one of them. I mean, genuinely, every single one of them, they have screwed up in some capacity. Other than probably... Uh, uh, shucks, I'm forgetting her name right now. Uh, S- Slade's daughter, Jericho's sister. Um, Ravager. Ravager. Um, aside from putting her in that awful fight with Nightwing and uh, and Terminator at the oh my goodness, what I mean the Toby alone like. Okay, as much as I love the actual character, the actual like team of the Teen Titans, part of what had made them so good is the amazing big bads. You know, the Slade Wilson Terminators, the uh, Trigons, the Brother Bloods, the stuff like that. Well, the joke that was Trigon. I mean, how they handled that again, should have had them canceled. But then they have a couple small successes and just barely, you know, just just are able to kind of get you invested in in Wilson. And then just the awful, you know, uh, uh, I don't even words fail me to to just tell you how disappointed I, I was in, in I, how they handled I, it. I think I think that I think and it's it sounds sad, but I think that I watch it for the show that it could be and that it should have been. You know, I mean, I look at like what a good job they do on like the little things, like the costumes and stuff like that. You know, and some of you know some of the elements of the show, and it's like you know this could have been. You know what I what I've been waiting for, but it just it just isn't. <laughs> oh my god, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Well, Plus, well um, they renewed they renewed everything over at CW, so we'll get we're gonna get uh, 
get Flash through season eight now, so that's cool. They're still doing it right. Flash is the best series of of maybe of any of the superhero series. Um, yeah, definitely of that group. Yeah, they've done a great job. They've done a really, really good job. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, I I love the Titans. I love the Teen Titans. I love the Titans. You know, I love the the different. There's there's enough of a, a wealth of different rosters over the years that I was willing to keep an open mind and see how they were going to do it, and they just have seemed to try to throw every single one that they could think of in there. And now, like, I mean, I thought, God, don't even get me started on how bad Starfire is. But yet they made it that a big (laughs) deal to set it up, you know, basically the connection to Tamarin and, you know, so what's going to happen with that? Is that going to be, is that going to be in this storyline as well? Or they get well. It's going to be the big thing. Or, Blackfire is going to be the big, yeah. the big bad. Okay, so is she is she going to come to Earth? So that's how it's going to be. Like, it's, oh, come on, give me a break. And you're going to cast Tim Drake and Barbara Gordon, but yet you set up the whole whatever. Make up your minds. the 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 idea that oh golly, I mean, that kid is not a good. Superboy, he looks the part, and that's great. But that's all he is. Like, oh, it's so bad. This that show is so bad, so bad. Like, I I I can't think of. I mean, I get your point. I I really do genuinely get your point of like watching it and thinking, you know, because then you can get lost in it and think, you know, because those couple flashes, like again, when they go to the old team. Like that one episode where Aqualad gets it um, was a genuinely good episode. And that might have been the only good episode in that whole series. Yeah, like, yeah, those flashes where you get to, like, see them in action. Yeah, but, you know, right. it, it, it's like pieces of it that is what the show should have been. But instead we get, you know, just kind of this weird, you know, th- th- just throwing, as you say, all these characters in and not really giving us time to, you know, really care about any of them. Right. And getting them just so wrong. I mean, just so wrong. Like, you know, how, if, if, if Dick Grayson, okay, if he is expected to be this leader of this group that is supposed to be devoted to like, you know, you know, ridding the world of evil, you know, as cheesy as that may sound, you know, the preparation for that is, you know, the stuff that that they would, let me start it. Let me start again. When you fail so miserably at Batman, you have no basis to establish a leader in Dick Grayson whether he was Robin or whether he was Nightwing. He is, you know, so 
you could have still allowed him to be damaged or there's to be some hurdle that he has to overcome to move forward from out from under Batman. But to make it where basically Batman is this like borderline homicidal maniac and he's really given you nothing but instilled in you the desire and ability to whoop the shit out of people. I mean, like the the one scene where Aqualad asks him, you know, he says something to him and it goes over his head. You know, I mean, Dick Grayson is supposed to, like in the books, is supposed to be this, you know, I mean, again, no one's as, as intelligent as Bruce, except for like Lex, but like, you know, as far as, Really being a, a learned, you know, you know, uh, bringing knowledge to him, you know, like training him up is in mind, body and soul, basically, you know, when he takes him under his wing. So, like, you're not going to be able to be a, 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 an amazing leader and especially an amazing leader amongst flipping superheroes unless you've got the complete skill set. So anyway, so at one point, Aqualad in that episode says something to to Dick about like, you know, quote some piece of, you know, ancient literature or something like that, or a classic. It was something, uh, you know, something from classic literature. He's like, uh, what's that or whatever? And Aqualad, like, oh, didn't, uh, you know, Bruce have you read the classics? I would have assumed that or something. And he's like, no, if it wasn't about, you know, uh, uh, you know, something just completely negative. I'm, it's escaping me. Because, yeah. You know, but just like... The, yeah, like if it wasn't about, like, inflicting pain or whatever. Right, you know. right, exactly. It, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So you do. So you basically... Yeah, they don't understand who they're writing about. Correct. They don't, they don't get it. it it's, yeah. it's, I mean, it, it loses so much. And, and the idea that, that you're... Oh, I just don't, uh, you know... They're wrong. It, there's, 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 there's reasons why characters work, and you can't take part of it and not take all of it. Because if you don't take all of it, then it's a different person, and you've got to create a different character. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to really just take the concept of something and completely invent your own spin on it, I'm good with that, but don't take these established things and all of these, you know, again, that's so like what they're doing with Nightwing in this series is exactly what they do so wrong so many times with Batman and make it all about his damage and not about his overcoming of that damage. So it, or whatever. I mean, I'm going on and on now, but that that I wanted that series to succeed so much, and it it is. There's very little good to be said about it. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got some picks of the upcoming uh, comic releases for next week, or for this week, I should say, and we'll get to those right after this. Welcome 
welcome back to the comic shop drop and we've got our new releases for this week so we're going to be talking about these are releases for february 10th so the 10th and i guess probably the 11th i don't know some of them come out on tuesdays some come out on wednesdays these days so uh these are for the week of the 10th and uh we'll start with you shavy d you got the dc comics picks this week i sure do toby and unfortunately um or not, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but I'm going to, if, if if you'll permit me, I'm going to call a slight audible this week for myself. Because, okay. unfortunately, I'm just now, like we talked about last week, kind of getting back into the physical comics again. You know, going to the store and such, going to the comic shop. That um, I actually, because I wanted to grab newer books, I... Uh, or, you know, uh, anyway, I I did not get books that, that were coming out this week, but I just uh, chose two that um, have come out in the... One was a month ago today, and the other one was uh, 10 days ago. And if that's permissible this, this time, um, I would appreciate your, your, your understanding on that. Sure, go for it. Okay. All right, excellent. So my first selection is actually a graphic novel, and it's going to be the first of three. Um, it is, uh, writer is best-selling New York Times author uh, Claudia Gray, and the illustrator is Eric Zawadzki. Say that's pretty close. I'm sorry, sir, if that wasn't. Uh, but anyway, it is called House of L, Book One, The Shadow Threat. And it's basically uh, going to be a graphic novel trilogy about kind of the years or the time leading up to um, you know, Jarrell and Lara figuring out that, uh, you know, something's wrong with Krypton and, you know, some of their attempts at trying to, to stop that. Um, and it's, the series is going to kind of take, um, is going to be viewed through the eyes of, um, I believe the character's names, uh, says Zahn is one of Krypton's elites, wealthy, wealthy, privileged, a future leader. Sara is one of Krypton's soldiers, strong, dedicated, fearless. Their rule-bound society has ordained that their paths should never cross. Well, I think that they're going to get basically involved in some of the efforts of uh, Jarell and Lara, and uh, and I'm pretty excited about that. So um, I have not seen season two yet but i watched season one of krypton the sci-fi series and yeah i was was gonna bring that up okay um and i was at first kind of um against the idea of doing much you know pre-superman backstory but um some of that i found interesting and you know again because we're entering this era where you know, people are just more apt to accept multiple takes on different situations or different time periods. You know, I say let's uh, let's see what uh, 
what this creative team has to say about uh, about uh, the house of L. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I tried to get into the Krypton series, but it it did nothing for me. I think that it's maybe because they went a little too far back. This sounds a little more interesting because it's you know a lot closer to the time when Kal El was you know launched away and Krypton was destroyed. So it's not you know this house of l sounds a little more interesting to me but i don't know it, it it's kind of, it is hard for me to get into a superman story with no superman right and that's legit for sure and uh and i think that the one thing about krypton is uh the series on sci-fi was that it was you know it was the grandfather and there were a lot of uh you know i certainly had my issues with it as well but I'm, I just, I guess in concept, I like the idea of potentially opening that up a little bit. I mean, again, you know, there's pros and cons. Uh, I, I'm still someone that, you know, wish that they would have, you know, not ever really told Logan's backstory in, in uh, you know, the X universe. So, um, you know, anyway, though. This one looks okay, and I'm 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 relatively interested. So then, my next one um, is a comic that came out uh, less than two weeks ago, but it, it's it uh, uh, adds on to your theme from last week with the future state. And over the years, I've been a huge fan of uh, just their relationship in general. But I really like the the different comics of the you know Batman Superman. Uh, combo and this one's actually called you know future state batman superman number one and i just want to read you the uh uh read you the little uh blurb from it uh back in the early days of the magistrate's occupation of gotham city bruce wayne found himself pushed to the edge like never before so calling the man of steel in for backup makes sense right wrong Gotham's sinister overlords have already sprung the ultimate trap on the last son of Krypton, and with Kryptonian power at their command, no one can stand in their way. And it says some yeah. other things, but... So yeah, the, this future state stuff's looking good. Um, it's got me pretty excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I thought for sure, you know, before you... You know, called your audible or whatever. <laughs> um, I thought for sure you were going to talk about Future State Teen Titans, um, which sounds really interesting to me because it's the Teen Titans Academy. See, now um, I didn't see. I didn't see that. I, 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 I don't know how that that evaded me. I may not have yeah. called the audible if I would have seen that because. Oh yeah, I haven't read them yet, but like the number two is coming out this week and. You know, basically the kind of the OG Titans, you know, are, have now formed the, the Titans Academy where they're like mentoring young heroes and stuff. And then, um, um, you know, Red X comes back and, and is like, I, I think that's what what issue two is, is going to be. But uh, he's like a former in this world. He's a former student of the Academy is how they kind of frame it. So. I'm just really interested to see what they do with with the Titans in the future state. Well, you've completely sold me on it. Just in in that 
that brief description right there. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll be adding the Teen Titans to my future state uh, slate, if you will. So, excellent. Well, good. Um, but, yeah, one. I definitely want to see, like, you know, any all the Superman stuff, too. So, definitely Superman, Batman. I mean, you know, any, any future version, you know, you want to see what that kind of alliance is going to look like. Yeah, I saw well, and I saw a little teaser, uh, some visuals where uh, Batman's down in the sewers, and he's talking about, you know, the word bubble is something to the effect of, you know, anytime he's seen lasers coming from eyes, it's been from a friend, but not this time. <laughs> and then on the ground, like in the in the, you know, uh, waters of the sewer, there's a bunch of like just random loose eyes, like with laser beams shooting out. So like. I think like Professor Pig's probably gonna get incorporated into this and like, you know, that whole you know, just twisted whatever. So anyway, so I'm I'm, assu- I'm assuming there will be Well, I don't even want to assume anything. I'm just gonna keep an open mind, but it looks very good. So Yeah, I don't know what go. the scope of it is, so I'm I'm like kinda undecided on how much of these I want to jump into now and how much I want to just wait because, you know, as you know, the DC Universe app, now that it's DC Infinite, um, one of the upgrades of it, I guess you could say, is that now they're going to be releasing stuff six months after it hits newsstands. So, um, I don't know, maybe by then there'll be like some kind of reading list because I'd like to kind of get really into these but you know this is such such a large scope of of an event i'd like to see kind of you know what i should be reading first yeah i don't think i'll try to do any kind of real uh figuring out of the crossover situation um like you said until maybe i that they come to the app later on but I, i definitely um you know, especially depending on the artwork too. You know, there's a there's just a few of them that I think I may just uh, start grabbing. At, you know, for for their them as a series versus you know their yeah like, place in the future. Yeah, I really have the, I really have the urge again to start like you know pick a couple series that I love and like start collecting it. You know, right, and as that's it's coming out again. I haven't done that in so many years. Well, and especially particular ones like Batman, Superman, or Teen Titans are two of the ones that I've always, uh, you know, I've collected other portions of other runs under those names. So although this yeah. is the Future State version, you know, um, you know, there's there's it would kind of be a, a partially a continuation on some of those other ones where, like you're saying, I, I certainly one day I would love to, you know, maybe go back and you know, kind of read the whole thing. Uh, but that's, uh, that's what I still want to do with rebirth time. is go back and re- and really kind of make sure I hit, hit all the highlights of that. And most of that should be on, on DC universe. Speaking of DC infinite, what's your uh, pick from the archives for this, this week? So what I did with that is again, slight audible, although this is the first week of this. So I guess this is, uh, I'll just put the caveat that this is, uh, I will probably be more specific in the future, but I just wanted to rave about this, and it kind of serves the same purpose this this week. Um, 
they're doing kind of like a, a Black History Month type of thing. You know, a Black Heroes of DC Universe is what there is kind of what the the title of the the sub yeah. uh, subsection is, and uh, it's just you know I just wanted to highlight that not only because you know obviously I, you know the idea of Black History Month is a great idea. Uh, the fact that it can be promoted on, you know, platforms or format in, in formats like this, that's wonderful as well. But just to speak to specifically, not only the fact that DC has quite a few very high quality, you know, black superheroes, but specifically my deep love for a handful of them. I mean, as we've already talked about in this show, you know, we love the Teen Titans. And Cyborg is, you know, Vic Stone is a is a, an amazing character. I mean, he was a amazing human being before the accident that made him Cyborg and, you know, propelled him into this whole other life and this whole other role that he plays. Um, the the character and strength of uh, Jefferson Pierce. I mean, a Black Lightning, you know, one of my favorite shows has been Young Justice, the animated series Young Justice. And the, 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 the grace and, like, character that he shows in that show, you know, especially in that last season, you know, with all the challenges that he had to face, you know, couple that with the fact that, like, it shows him specifically, like, actively mentoring uh, Static Shock, who's, again, fabulous character, who eventually, you know, is a very powerful character, which Black Lightning is as well. But, like, again, I'll go back to Young Justice. Then you got, like, a, a Calderon, who's, like, you know, not only, you know, fills the shoes and becomes Aquaman himself and leads the Justice League, but is also a, you know, a, a, a gay character, you know, so like is, you know, shows the, you know, all the, uh, the potential of all the things that he can, you know, and, and will be or whatever. And then, uh, you know, and that does, and I haven't even mentioned, you know, like a John Stewart or whatever, a, you know, a Green Lantern. Um, but then, you know, of course, specifically because of my, you know, adoration of, you know, black female, uh, well, just black females in general, but specifically the superheroes, uh, like Vixen. I mean, what a great character. And then, you know, I, I think back to like, well, we, we mentioned the, the, series, uh, or the, excuse me, the episode epilogue, um, from the Justice League Unlimited. But in that series, I mean, the way they would handle, like, um, the relationship, the, the kind of on-again, off-again damaged relationship between Jon Stewart and Hawkgirl, but then when they were broken up, like, he starts dating Vixen, but then that kind of created, like, the love triangle a little bit, but there was like how they handled it as like women was, I mean, for a, for a, you know, basically a kid's show, 
was just handled like in such a impressive way, you know, I'd put it against some series that I've seen, like some live action series I've seen. So like, you know, I just, I mean, obviously, especially in the times that we live in, you know, the, the acknowledgement that there's so much more that needs to be done to, you know, to, to, to have people be able to reach their full potential, no matter, you know, what makes them who they are. Um, you know, I, I know we have, there's still work to be done, but I love the fact that, you know, there is representation. I mean, there is, you know, there, there are things out there for people in all different, you know, whatever container that they're in and whatever makes them who they are. You know, I think there, there's there's things out there, and and I, I'm glad to see. I agree DC when I hear you accent. when I hear you lay out that uh, list of characters. You know, it just begs the question: When is the white man going to catch a break in the DC universe? Well, you know what though, the one thing that on a on a kind of you know interesting note. I mean that that is you know I, I I get your humor but like traditionally when you get someone's humor you throw a little chuckle their way but well I was I, I'm sorry because I, 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 I was so because I'm so like just really thinking about this so I, my mind you know I'm I could only half you know I can only half detach um, but the. You know, like oftentimes, well, like we were just talking about future state, for instance. And I think that sometimes, for instance, like with the Batman character, where they're having uh, Tim Fox become Batman. Because of the way things have worked out in those storylines, I like it. It makes sense. It's organic. It's, it's, It's a way for people from different backgrounds to be able to, you know, become these, these, you know, longstanding characters in a way that is not where you're just, you know, swapping stuff in. Words are failing me, but Batman is, the future state Batman is a great example of how, you know, being more inclusive or, or opening different, different, uh, it's a better way to do rep representation that doesn't thank you. feel like pander. It it's, doesn't feel like pandering. Thank you. You know, thank you, you can't just, you can't just like, you know, try to tell the same stories and just swap out race and think that that's going to do anything for anybody. Because if you go online for two minutes and hear people discuss it, you know, that's not, that's not what I've heard people want, you know. Well, it's, I I think that you make you know they great... they want they want new new characters, yep. you know that that represent them. So well, I think you, know, you make a you I think you make an excellent point, and I think that where what I would add to that is that I think that all those all that's true. I think there are some great characters over the years that have. Uh, 
that there's levels of representation. And I do think that there is something to be said that people do forget that a lot of these characters, and that's why I think that, that the backstories and like why holding true to what makes them who they are in these books is so important is because like, for instance, in one of our past shows, you know, we did that, that trivia thing where I, uh, you know, uh, by answering the questions, I ended up being like Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. Um, and that's funny because there are certain aspects to her as a character that I've always loved. And I would associate with far more than I would with a lot of the other male, for instance, Justice League members. So, like, I just think that, that sometimes when we talk about, um, representation or diversity and inclusion i think some of that also has to be different ways of looking at things or the different ways that people embrace you know just who and what they are but anyway so so yes so that's uh so i think you understand though then what i'm kind of just driving at is just the idea that there's uh it's kind of you know, come back full circle. There's, a, I, I have really enjoyed the different, uh, you know, black characters within the DC universe over the years, and um, I'm just really happy that DC Universe Infinite is is, you know, um, choosing to put a spotlight there. So, good for them. All right. Well, I got Marvel picks for this week, and. You know, I don't have any caveats. I kind of did my homework as as directed, unlike Shavy D. But I still am recognizing Black History Month in the process. My first pick is um, a King in Black tie-in of Black Panther number one. This is actually just a one one shot um, tie-in for this king and black event that's going on um but basically it's the uh symbiote army you know in, invading wakanda and black and t'challa has to choose between you know as it says his role as an adventure uh, avenger and his role as king so this looks like a really cool one i love a good you know kind of one shot where you can get the whole uh self-contained story you know, especially with some of the stuff that, you know, it's not a whole series I got to jump in on. This is written by Jeffrey Thorne and art by German Peralta. Looks pretty sweet, and I, I, I love me some Black Panther, so this that, that's my number one pick for this week. Um, trying to learn a little bit more about this uh, King in Black event, um, but basically there's this character called Null that's like the big bad in it. Um, and it's, it's a symbiote army, so it's somehow tied in, um, you know, with, with Venom, I would assume. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm sure it's like Venom and Carnage, and then they have, uh, uh, Carnage has, like, siblings. I forget their names right now and stuff like that. So, I mean, it could be, I'm unfortunately not versed in it, but. Maybe that null is, is somehow related. uh, Well, it could be, remember how, like, uh, I don't remember, know if you were into Marvel back in like the, this would have been probably, oh, mid nineties in uh, Onslaught where it was basically Xavier and kind of Magneto got combined into this giant, like all powerful entity. Um, Oh no, that sounds awesome Um, though. So I, I think that maybe, 
you know, I, I don't know, but I'm just saying there, maybe there's, because King in Black makes me think of Venom, so maybe Venom somehow got combined with something, or got enhanced with somehow, or, I don't know, I'm, uh, I'm even more interested now. Yeah. But, uh, I, uh, I'm actually going tomorrow after work to the comic shop, so I will be, I will have some more information for you after that. All right, well, my second pick of the week, you know, also celebrating Black History Month with, you know, arguably one of the most famous uh, black characters, Darth Vader. Um, We have Star Wars Darth Vader number 10. Um, This sounds like an awesome story. It's an arc called Into the Fire. And basically where this is set, so think like um, Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader you know, has his attempt to turn Luke Skywalker and it fails. And he, you know, flies off the end of cloud city, you know, one, one, uh, one hand shy and, and whatnot. After that, apparently in this story arc, Darth Vader took a brutal beating at the hands of the emperor, you know, as like a punishment for not being able to turn Luke. And this sends him off on this, like, you know, basically, uh, revenge mission to, you know, I don't, I don't know where it goes from wow. there, but, uh, sounds like a really cool Darth Vader yeah. story. And, you know, I think that, I think that's just, there's just so much meat on that bone. I got to think that there's so many good, um, Darth Vader stories that, you know, filling in all the gaps from the stuff that we didn't see in between the movies. Oh, for sure. Uh, and again, Marvel does Star Wars so well. I mean, I can't remember they what do. book it was in particular right now, but I can think of a scene, speaking of Darth Vader, where, you know, it's post, obviously, well, he's Darth already, so it's post Order 66, but there's still some, you know, this is like a little band of Jedi that have kind of got together and, you know, and he's getting ready to come in a door and they're all, they're, there's, you know, and there's a good seven, let's say, six, seven of them. And they're like, you know, there, there, there's some fear, but they're like, you know, there's, there's one of him. Come on. Well, well, as yeah. we know, Darth lasted quite a while, so you can, you can deduce what, yeah, what happened to those guys. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm, in, oh man, I love Star Wars. I love. Yeah, it looks awesome, and I, I guess basically, like he's, you know, now at that point in the timeline, he has. You know, now that he's aware of Luke, now he's going back to exact revenge on all the people who hid nice. and nice. helped with that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, lots of lots of stuff. To Ooh, he's there, he's so. gonna he, he's gonna be really um, disappointed. Then, I hope they do a a scene with him going back to uh, his, uh, you know, uncle uh, uncle Owen. Uncle Owen and Emperor. Yeah, because that was like oh, his yeah, stepbrother a... or whatever. And he didn't, you know, they didn't. There was some tension there. So, you know, he would have worked his ass. <laughs> so, that's funny. Awkward. Um, so, uh, then my pick for the archives this week for the uh, Marvel Unlimited app. 
I'm going back and reading. Um, I know that they're working on that Moon Knight project with uh, yeah. Oscar Isaac. So um, I'm going back to read Moon Knight number one. This one's all the way back to from uh, from 1980. You know, basically just to get that character's origin story. It wasn't his first appearance, but I think it was his first kind of you know solo series. Um, so I want to learn a lot about that character. That's not one that I was familiar with. I, I've always heard him referred to as kind of a Batman type character in the Marvel universe, but you know, apparently there's a lot more to him with that. That it's like multiple personalities, and you know, it's a very uh, uh, rich character. So I want to kind of dig in and, and do my homework on this guy before the uh, Disney Plus series starts. Yes, I think that they, uh, you know, back in the day they called it schizophrenia, but yeah, I think that when they do it now, though, it'll be specifically like multi, multiple personalities. Really. Well, I, yeah, I was thinking about that. I can imagine in 1980, if I go back and read this now, there's going to be some very uh, dated references, you know, in, in terms of psychology. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward. I mean, a, a I like the actor uh, that they've chosen, but the uh, yeah, Moonlight has some potential. But yeah, so if you haven't uh, dug into these uh, DC and Marvel apps, man, I'll tell you, and you know Shavy D, there's just so much there. I mean, you can get, I mean, it's kind of dangerous. You can actually lose a lot of time very quickly oh, you digging back into all these old storylines. Yeah, there's just so much good stuff, and there's just, uh, you know, it's just so interconnected, and it's so... You know, I'm just hoping that if people gravitate to these things and show interest and, and, and start digging into them, it will inspire them to maybe go out and, you know, try to find their local actual physical comic store and you know, dig, dig through some back issues that way. And, you know, there's we're at a time where, you know, a lot of stuff is kind of in flux and and, you know, as much as. You know, as we've talked about, I mean, I love these Disney Plus series. I love, uh, you know, some of the stuff that's coming down HBO Max, you know, creative pipe. And, uh, you know, the MCU has been a juggernaut for, you know, 10 plus years and, you know, all these things. But with all that being said, you know, it all comes from 80 plus years of amazing source material that you know we're having the privilege of having you know to get back into in a digital format but like let's not you know let's as we're doing that let's be reminded of how important it is to support writers and and maybe even as important as as it is to support you know dc and marvel by going into your comic shop, you know, you can also support your independent presses and, and what little is left of, of, you know, some local people and stuff like that. And like, keep this industry alive because it has, you know, given so many people, so many hours of joy and, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's support them the way we can preach brother. Well said. Well said. I think that's a good good place to end it for this week. So thanks for listening, everybody. Go and, uh, you know, support those comic shops and leave comments for us. Let us know what you're reading this week. And we will be back 
next week with some other great picks and obviously some long-winded conversations about all things comic book related. So thanks for listening. Until next week, my name's Toby Shaver. I'm Shavy D. See you next time. Oh, 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 oh,